What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Galaxy Couch Podcast. I'm Bran. I'm Luna. <laughs> and that's and Luna. I'm Luna. <laughs> and we're here once again talking to you about Lost. Lost. <laughs> it's time. Oh heck! It's time to record. It's time for chaos. Time for Luna ASMR. <laughs> uh, this is the seventh, eighth. Eighth. eighth, eighth. You're right. I'm mistaken. It is the eighth episode of season three. Flashes before your eyes. Premiered on Valentine's Day, 20, 2007. Oh, Desmond and Penny got Valentine's Day. It's more of a heartbreaking episode, though. I'll get there when I get there. Luna. Okay, so where were we? Valentine's Day, Penny and Desmond. Oh, it's a little heartbreaking, though, for a Valentine's Day episode. It gets different. <laughs> it gets different. Um, so we start off with Charlie, Luna moving a stool. It starts off with Desmond just, um, oh no. There's a little bit about Des- Oh no, the flashbacks are all about Desmond. So at first like, we show him, on. uh, he's like standing just like on the beach mm-hmm. with, it's a weird cut, like for that to be the first shot. Well, I think cause they knew they were going from the previously on that was all Desmond. Mm-hmm. And they'd show him now, and they jump to Charlie and Hurley. It's like the establishing shot. He's just there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Char- thinking about life. Charlie and Hurley are in Sawyer's tent. Just ransacking it. Yeah, uh, Charlie's digging through all of his stuff, and he's like, "We deserve to have all the the medicine." And this is people need medical supplies. People need food. And Hurley's like, "Are you sure he'd want this?" He's like, "Yeah, it's peak Sawyer. <laughs> he stole the stuff in the first place." And then he keeps digging until he finds a big stack of pornography. He says, yeah, people need. Medicine, people need food, people need... Pornography. Uh, something amount. Excessive amount. Excessive of... amount of pornography. <laughs> um, and then Desmond jumps into the tent and is like, Hey, I need uh, you to come with me, Hurley. And he's like, Charlie, you too. Both of you, now. Both of you. So he leads them into the jungle where we have Saeed and Locke. Mm-hmm. They are... Kind of standing. Yeah, they're like... Waiting. Yeah, they look um, rough because of what just happened. Yeah. So they inform Hurley and Charlie. Yeah, Charlie asked, did you find Echo? He said, Echo is dead. Buried him yesterday. Um, no nonsense now. We're just going to keep on moving. People keep dying. Charlie asked, well, how did he die? Locke says, the island killed him. He's like, what? What does that mean? He's like, you know what it means. The island killed him. Um, so Locke is like, I need, I needed to tell the two of you because when I tell the rest of the people who I guess are on this island because we don't fucking ever see them... Um, I need them to know that everything is all right. You need, you guys need to help me calm the crowd. With Jack being gone, they're going to look to you for a reaction, how to react. Yeah. So you guys need to be calm. And Charlie's like, uh, don't fucking think so. (laughs) He's like, I, I have questions. And then instantly Desmond like kind of looks like he's. A dog that heard something. Yeah. And just bolts into the jungle. Like, where's he going? Before that, like Hurley notices him like (laughs) kind of. Looking around confused, and he goes, hey guys, what's wrong with Des? And then he takes off. Mm-hmm. So they chase after him, and he keeps running, running, and then he hits the beach. And then he starts stripping down, he starts taking off his... Leave the long pants on, though. Everyone always shirts off, pants on. I would leave the shirt on, but take the jeans off, because what's going to weigh you down more? All of it. Just, I mean, he was already naked in the... I mean, if it's a light cotton shirt. That's true. So he Jeans can... get heavy when they're wet. He starts swimming and swimming and swimming, and then we cut over to uh, Sun holding Aaron, and Charlie's like, hey, where's Claire? And she's like, oh, well, she went for a walk. I offered to watch the baby. So then Charlie's like, there's someone out there. That's Claire. 
Well, I think Locke knows this first. Locke, yeah. There's someone out there that he's swimming towards. And, and that's then, when Charlie puts two and two together. Yeah, and then he starts running towards the beach. Like, he's about to jump in and start swimming. Mm-hmm. And then Desmond gets to, to, bring her back. to Claire. Yeah, he's, like, getting her head above the water. He's, like, trying to, like, bring her back in, which... I know you were a lifeguard for a brief stint. Is I was that... not a lifeguard. I was a swim teacher. Swim teacher. Okay. So, a little different. I never I'm... did lifeguarding. I was like, I don't want to deal with someone drowning. Exactly. That's... You have to be able to... I mean, to I had know. to be CPR trained to be a swim teacher, but... I did, like, four-year-olds. Right. So you never... I did, like, four-year-olds. Yeah. Uh, you, you never had to administer CPR, though, right? Um, no. The worst that happened was a kid in Haltimore and threw up on me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she was, like, two. I guess it could be worse. Was it in the pool? Yeah. Oh. Well, because with, like, the... It was her and her brother in the glass, and he was, like, three. So it was two and three-year-olds. And with the two and three-year-olds, even though they were in life jackets, you still had to, like, hold them. Mm-hmm. They were life jackets with little handles. <laughs> <laughs> and she was super independent. She was, like, they were learning doggy paddle because they were kids. She was just, like... Like a little chihuahua. <laughs> so then I went to grab her, and she just... Was it her or her brother? I grabbed one of them. And their head just went underwater a little bit, because we were trying to help teaching them how to hold their breath. Mm-hmm. Just go, like, under the water and breathe bubbles. And he just went... <gasps> under just the water. Inhaled. And then just started choking. I was just holding... He was like... <clears throat> I was like... Dear God. And then just... Vomited so out. So it was mostly just, like... Water. Yeah. Maybe a little bit we of... We still had to evacuate the pool and have it cleaned. Yeah, it's saliva. It's a biohazard. Yeah. Yucky, yucky. Working um, with kids. <laughs> anyway. So Desmond gets her back to the beach, and instantly Charlie's like, what can I do to help? And Char- Desmond's like, please back off. I need to do this. Give me space to work. So he gets her far enough off the beach where he can start to administer CPR, and Charlie's like, and what can I do to help? Sandy. Oh my gosh, doing CPR in the sand. Just let me die. Yeah, anytime I see any character who's got like sand all over their arms and their clothes and stuff, I'm like, eh. Like when they zoomed in on him pinching her nose, mm-hmm. it's just sand. All on his arm. Uh, so he's administering CPR and Charlie's standing above him being extra. Charlie is trying too hard. Mm-hmm. Because he's, and this is what I had told you to. You interpreted it as one thing, I interpreted it as another. Yeah, so the way I interpreted it was that. Charlie just wanted to help because that's someone he cares about and he felt helpless. Whereas your read was a little different. Short boy syndrome. <laughs> Not short king syndrome, short boy syndrome. Not king. <laughs> so then Claire... He gets sp- very... Sorry, he gets, I got lost in my crossage. Yeah. He got very defensive of like, well, someone else is saving Claire. Obviously she's going to fall in love with him and I need to be the one to save Claire because I need to be the only one that Claire depends on. I need to be her hero. Yes. Which I was like, if I was drowning and you didn't know CPR, and there was some guy that did, who was like friends with us, they'd say Desmond is their friend. Mm-hmm. Acquaintance or... Would you try and... Who's survivor? Fellow survivor. Right. Fellow survivor. Would you try and get in the way and be like, no, 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 she's my wife. I have to save her. Be like, yeah, please actually just save her. Yeah. I was I was going to say, I, that was my opinion was I'm going to stand back since I don't know, I'm not a licensed CPR person. I don't think they care about being licensed on the island. But I mean, like if, if someone is administering CPR doing. and yeah, knows what they're doing... I've seen enough movies where I could maybe t- take take a crack at it, but I don't want to be. Well, the licensure, licensure, how do you say the word? Licensee. The licensing is only for um, legal purposes. Uh, so, like, for... if you administer CPR to someone and either they don't make it or like, because there's a good, very good hazard of breaking a rib when you do CPR. True. Um. So, it's um that like you have the license to prove that you were doing it out of best intent and knowledge, and if they got hurt or didn't make it. Mm-hmm. It's was the casualty. So, like, if your seat licensure is expired and you try and do it, that doesn't hold up in court. Oh, okay. That so, like, like, I still know how to do CPR, but my license expired. So, yeah, like, you 
could get in trouble if you made it worse or something like mm-hmm. that and paramedics came and they're like oh your cpr was actually pushing water down their throat not up their throat well i think breaking a rib is the most concerning part yeah because like the, have you ever the... used one of the practice dummies no they you have to teach like i had the ones that like lit up when you're pressing hard enough you have to press hard really mm-hmm. you can't just be like no it has to be like compress so that's what, like yeah the biggest one of the biggest risks in cpr is breaking a rib especially in an older person I guess that makes sense. Um, so she spits up water and she like comes to and Claire, Charlie's like, Charlie's here. Charlie's here. Literally. He's, <laughs> he's not even I'm here. Charlie's here. It's me. I did it. Calm <laughs> the fuck down. Uh, so then we get the title screen of The Lust. And then we would come back. No, um, first Desmond carries Charlie away. Or Claire <laughs> carries Claire away. Mm-hmm. He's like, let me take her. I got it. I got it. You cannot carry her. Right. Desmond's like, like, no, I've got it. <laughs> and Charlie just looks like... <laughs> I officially hate you. He turns to Hurley. He's like, can you believe this guy? Hurley's like, I can't really believe you. Yeah, and uh, he's like, what's what's his problem? And Hurley's like, oh, um, that guy sees the future, dude. <laughs> yeah, that guy sees the future, dude. So then we get the title. And then when we come back, uh, Claire approaches Desmond. Desmond's just sitting there on the beach looking at his picture. A penny. And she's like, oh. She's pretty. That's yeah, she, yeah. And he's like, pen. A penny. Penny. Penelope. Penelope. Um... So then they get to talking, and then she starts thanking him for saving her. And she has bangs. When did she get bangs? Who did her hair? That's a good catch. I thought she looked different. <laughs> different hairstylist, I guess. fringe. So then, mid-apology, Charlie walks over with Aaron, and he's like, hey. I thought you said you are going to be five minutes. Aaron's starving. Yeah, being like... That's not how to get a girl to like you, Charlie. Very, very pushy. So... <laughs> I wrote again, trying too hard. Trying too hard. So then... Um... Oh, she, well, when in in the apology or the yeah the, the the thanking, she explains that she goes swimming every day and she, she doesn't know how it happened. The yeah, undertow just must have gotten her. And so she got pulled out to sea. And That's what they say in Moana, watch out for the undertow. Watch out for the undertow. Is uh, Moana? I think so. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's that sounds right. Um, so then, uh, like she goes with Charlie so that she can you know help Aaron Save out. The baby. Because they probably don't have any pumps there. <laughs> Charlie and Hurley are back in Sawyer's tent, and uh, Charlie's digging through the stuff again. And Rumbling about Desmond. Yeah, he's, he's like, he somehow he knew in the middle of the jungle to run like a mile out to the beach and go mm-hmm. like save her. That wasn't a coincidence. He knew what was going to happen. Um, we're going to get him to fess up, and Hurley's like, uh, how are you going to get him to do that? Yeah, Hurley says something about, like, I don't think he's just going to come out and say it, and then Charlie's like, oh, I have to get him bloody drunk. And he pulls out a very expensive looking bottle of whiskey. It's not expensive. It looks old. I guess that is. Yeah, I was going to say, any, any alcohol aged is just slap a more expensive so sticker on it. If I buy it. a bottle of wine now and save it for 20 years, will it be better or worse? Oh, I don't know. I mean, because some wine ages, but I know some wine is made to just be consumed within the next couple of years. That's like American wine. Mm-hmm. Um,. I don't know. Maybe. If I bought you some whiskey, uh, oh, it's a hit tw- it for fifty years. <laughs> yeah, it's a twenty twenty one, and we pull it out, blow the dust off, and go. This bottle is now valued at seven hundred and fifty dollars when I bought it for thirty dollars twenty twenty one. There's an investment. <laughs> Buy alcohol now. Don't drink it. <laughs> so, Pokemon cards. <laughs> so they offer Desmond some alcohol, or uh, Charlie goes, "Oh, I, I think I should probably thank you for saving Claire." Yeah, so sorry I wasn't more grateful. Because um, Hurley's like, say it, dude. And yeah. I think he's going to say something like, so are you psychic? And he just goes, sorry, I wasn't more grateful. 
And the president says, that's okay. I <laughs> that's got okay. my phone to lay my paper down. That is okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, he holds out the bottle to him. He's like, so let's... Uh, with a, Like to make the truce. With a couple glasses too. Yeah. And he's like, mm, no, I spent enough time in the past few days drunk out of my mind. That's when Charlie like kind of eggs him. He's like, what, too good for us? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So then he says like the the label on the bottle, McCutcheon. Yeah, he says, what kind of what kind of whiskey is that? And she says, looks at it and goes, McCutcheon. And Desmond just starts laughing. Which, once Which we makes get you there, know it's going to be something relevant. Yeah, exactly. So he's I like, was expecting like a cut straight to it, but it, we had to wait a little. Yeah, so he's like, ah, what the hell, let's, let's pour Hand up. Hand it over. But, so then Charlie goes to give him a glass, he's like, no man, if we're drinking, we're drinking. <laughs> so he just pulls the cork with his teeth and starts throwing Pulls down. the bottle. And Hurley's like, yeah. <laughs> We're partying tonight. <laughs> so then we cut to... Oh, just immediate like, smash cut to like the, the next few hours from now. And they're just laughing and singing. Around a little campfire. Mm-hmm. Charlie calls Desmond Desi. Mm-hmm. They're buddies now. And then all of a sudden, Charlie flips the script and he's like... Well, no, first um, they're singing something. Like and... an old English, like, drunken... Bar song. songs, yeah, and then um, they're both laughing because like they both know it, and Hurley's just kind of like, "I'm part of this club," and then he says, "Are all the songs you know about drinking, sailing, or something like that? Or, drinking, fighting, or one-legged women, or girls with one leg?" And Desmond goes, "Girls with one leg," and then him and Charlie both go, "And a heart of gold," <laughs> and Charlie's like, "I don't get it." <laughs> I, I like in that scene though you see they cut to Hurley and Hurley's like trying to trying to sing along and you can tell he's like I know part of the lyrics because you probably sang it once already. This is our fourth time round. <laughs> so yeah, then, so then Charlie flips the script and he's like, "So how did you know about Claire?" And uh, Desmond's he like, "He heard her calling." Yeah, he's like, help. "Really?" In the middle of the jungle. Yeah, and Hurley's like, "No, you didn't. We were a mile out." So then he mentions he's like. And then you say something about Claire's tent, and then you build a lightning rod ten feet away from Mm -hmm. it, and two hours later, lightning strikes. So you need to start telling me what the hell's going on. I like the phrasing specifically of, you pitched that rod. You pitched that rod. Like, you're pitching a rod at my girl. (laughs) So then Desmond's like, ah, whatever. He's, like, drunk. He's like, I'm leaving. I'm going home to my tent. So then Charlie's like, oh, that's fine. You can just be a coward. And then Desmond, like... I wrote, Charlie likes to start fights, but not actually be in fights. Because <laughs> the second Desmond starts wheeling on, he's like, Ooh, stop it, stop it, stop it. <laughs> yeah, he, he stands over and he's like, you don't understand what I've been through. You don't know what I've done. You don't know what happened when I turned that key. Yeah, you don't know what happened when I turned that key. Um, and I was I also put down that uh, the word coward for Desmond is like the word chicken for Marty McFly. Because <laughs> in every Back to the Future movie, there's a, there's a, what are you, chicken moment? And he's like, nobody calls me chicken. <laughs> It's a trigger for him. So then, yeah, Desmond attacks him, and Hurley's just sitting there, like, drunk. He's like, dude, dude. And Charlie's like, get him off. Hurley's <laughs> like, oh, I guess I should do something. So we smash cut to the flashback of Desmond running to the book, getting the key, running down to the hatch. Turn the key. And saying, see you in another life, brother, to lock before he goes down there to check turn the cross key. Check out stitch. Oh, yeah. Galaxy Couch Pod, go check it out. Um, that's when he goes to open the thing the little door flies up because it's a magnet uh, yeah and then he puts the key in he says like I love you to, Penny I love you Penny and then you get that white flash and then we get a bunch of really br- of brief flashing images which are so brief that I don't even think we could have scrolled through Pause on the Xbox Hulu uh, just have to 
guess it. It's just a lot of like Desmond's life. Yeah. So then we cut like, to him laying on the floor. Yeah. Being shaven, but looking bloody. It, looking bloody. I like that that description mm-hmm. because we like slowly pan the camera out and then we see a paint bucket. A red paint knocked over. And then he sits up and he looks a little. Well, like, he kind of just props himself up a little. Like he's still laying on the ground when Penny comes over. Oh, you're right. Um. So then he is just kind of like coming to, and then Penny comes around the corner and she's like, "Love, love, are you okay?" Yeah, I'm guessing she heard like a crash from the other room. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Oh, that helps him up." And she's like, "Oh, I guess that's what happens when you mix paint and alcohol." Yeah. Or you no, know, yeah. This is what happened. She's like, "This was a combination of some three things." Like a, my concussion, paint, and alcohol. No. Or not. The concussion was the result. The concussion was the result. I don't remember something. Y- yeah. Um, so she helps him up, and the paint is splattered against the wall. Like, it looks like it's a blood splatter coming from Desmond's body. Mm-hmm. And I loved that imagery. That looks so cool. So I'm like, oh, fuck, is he, like, dead? Um, so then uh, they go into the living room, and they he start... something about, like... Um... Like, oh, we're back in my flat. Yeah, and then she says, well, yeah, but if... Or he's like asking where they are, and he's like, oh, we're in my flat. And she's like, well, yes, but if you want me to feel at home here, you're going to have to start calling it our flat. Mm-hmm. So Tiny is moving in. So he kind of just rolls it. He's like, yes. So he like grabs her by the face and just kisses her. He's like, yes, this is amazing. And she asks like, what's wrong? He goes, absolutely nothing. So happy days. Mm-hmm. Um, they go... Um, They're talking... Um, that's another cut. Oh no, he has a beeping first. Yes. That sounds exactly like the hatch beep. The warning and you can see like the trigger just going into his eyes. his eyes yeah he's just like no absolutely not and at this moment this is when i thought everything around him was just going to get like pulled away and he was just going to be back in the hatch or mm-hmm. something um but no she just goes over to the microwave and takes out a cup of tea that she made for him and he's like oh um what <laughs> had some weird deja vu right there for a second yeah she's like oh you look are, are you all right and then he's like yeah yeah just a, a little bit of deja vu She's like, oh, that'll get you. And then he just gets his teeth. That conversation does not happen at all. What? You made that conversation up. <laughs> yeah, that was me just reading too far. He talks to Charlie about Deja Vu. Oh, you're right. Um, So then we cut to him like the next morning. He's like putting a tie on. He's trying to. He's very frustrated and stressed. And then Penny comes up behind and is like, here, let me help you. Then she can't do it from behind because she's too short. And <laughs> she goes in front. Um, so then they start talking about, like, what he's going to go do, mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, are you nervous? Yeah, oh, sorry, no, 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 no. Um, he says something about, like, she's like, she says something about, like, how you don't need to get a job for my, from my dad, um, for, like, something. And he says, no, I'm getting it so that, to to prove say, that he respects me. Yeah. It's, like, it's, I think, to say, like, oh, you don't need, like, to, a job for my dad to, like, help support me, like. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, I just want to do it so I can be, you know... Respected by him. Yeah. Because it's very a Jin Sun vibe. Uh, yeah, and you, you did point that out. It's very much a parallel. Um, so then he's going to the uh, interview, and he goes and talks to the receptionist at the front desk. He says he's here for Mr. Widmore. He's like, and you are? Yeah, kind of like, um, no, you're not. <laughs> I thought no. she was going to reject him here. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's like, oh, okay, um... Starts looking it up, but then a mailman comes. And says, a package for 815. Parcel. Parcel for 815. And then Desmond says... <laughs> Excuse me, what? 815? Parcel? So Desmond's kind of like, looks a little shaken. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. And he kind of repeats, he's like, for 815. Like, as he's, they both say 815 at the same time. 
Yeah, and then the receptionist is like, ah, Mr. Woodmore will see you now. He's and like, ready for you. Points him up to the elevator. So then he goes up to the office of Mr. Widmore, which I'm guessing is on the tippy-tippy top of this building. And... Uh, oh, there's a flash of the hatch when he says 815, like the little hieroglyphs. Oh, you're right. Um, and that's what he's like kind of shaking him. Uh, so then he goes up and starts talking to him. And they're going over his resume. Mm-hmm. Um, and they ask, he asks him a few questions like, oh, uh, about like his acting troupe. Yes, um, Penny didn't tell me you were an actor. He's like, oh no, I did set design. Ah, uh, and then he asks him of military experience, and Desmond says, none. And then he says, so you never graduated from university? And then he's like, no, I didn't. I had to um, come and help my brothers after my dad, and he just interrupts him. Yeah, I was going to point that out. Like, he just straight up just says, like, I don't give a fuck about your sob story. <laughs> okay, you didn't graduate, noted. That's all that matters. <laughs> um, so then he... Uh, there's more flashes. Yeah. Just like, as he's sitting there. Because he lo- he looks at the little model boat, and he's like, oh, beautiful. He's like, the yeah. boat. He says, your boat. Yeah, your boat's beautiful. Or she says, like, she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, we're gonna just talk about her, her daughter like that in front of him? And he goes, the boat. And he goes, oh. <laughs> um, then he says his something firm is sponsoring a um, race around the world. Mm-hmm. Um... And just saying, like, oh, yeah, we're, we're going to uh, have a solo sailor, mm-hmm. like, mentioning that. Um, then... So then he looks at his man, he's like, okay, I'm going to get you an administrative position. Yeah. It's not glamorous, but it's a start. Because um, he says, otherwise, the, the resume is impressive. Yeah. says, that, like, I'll contact HR, get you set up. And that's when he says, um, I'm not here for a job, actually, sir. What the fuck are you wasting my time for? I, I, I was wondering why he did that. I'm like, oh, no, that that could have been like a, well, I'm here for that, but I'm also here for another reason. I think he wanted to see, like, if I impress you there, then obviously I will impress you in other areas. Oh, yeah. Like, so he, he, he maybe he could have played it a little slower. Mm-hmm. Got that administrative job, you know. Waited a few weeks. Maybe went to a, a, a dinner with Penelope and her father, mm-hmm. you know, like kind of start setting that tone of like, look, I am a mature, responsible adult. But that, they've been together for three years. True. He said. So it, in this three years, he hasn't yet be able to impress him. I'm guessing he's probably not going to. This is my last shot. Yeah. He's literally like, this is a Hail Mary. If he thinks I'm worth hiring, then maybe he'll give me a chance with Penny. So then uh, Widmore is like, huh, well, that's... Interesting proposition. So he goes and grabs a bottle of McCutcheon mm-hmm. and starts to explain that it was named after Admiral a... McCutcheon. Admiral McCutcheon. Who um, was the first to win as many awards as he did and no one's won that many since. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was his greatest achievement. Okay, a little insulting to McCutcheon. So then, in two glasses, he pours just a tiny little amount. Just one. Oh, in, in... there's two glasses, but he only fills one. Yeah, and it's like literally a sip. Yes. And he's like, this one sip. Pour. This one pour is worth more than you are worth. Than you can make in a month. The more more than you can make in a month, and takes a sip. Yeah. Um, and this one's like, okay, fucking weird. <laughs> weird um, flex, but okay. <laughs> So then he says, um, it would be, like, worthless or something to, um, share my, share this with you. Like, it would be a waste of perfectly good whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, so then he says, um, if you aren't worthy of sharing my whiskey, what makes you think you deserve my daughter? Which, yikes, let's not compare mm-hmm. property to a person. Why are you asking permission? I would like to trade ownership of your daughter from you to me. <laughs> 
Um, so then he says, you will never be a great man. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Desmond leaves, sad, and he's out on the street outside the building, and he's... he's taking his high off, frustrated, and then here's Wonderwall. Yeah, someone is performing Wonderwall on the street. Wonderwall. And it's Charlie. And so he sees him perform, then he finishes the song, people start tipping him, and then someone drops like a fiver in there, and Charlie's like, oh, fiver, cheers. <laughs> and then like a cute girl drops or something, and Charlie's like, who needs a number? <laughs> And then Desmond kind of approached him and goes, how do I know you? This is a sharpie. Ow. You okay? Yeah, I just keep sharpening it. I feel like it's dull. <laughs> oh, no. But I use a sharp one for this tiny. Anyway. Um, so then Charlie's like, I, I don't think I know you, man. And he's he's like, the island? The hatch? The numbers? And Charlie's like, the, n- no. He's like, yeah, I take my tie off because I'm frustrated. And then Penny, I meet with Penny and she asks me what happened to my tie. Mm-hmm. And it starts raining. And then it starts raining. Mm-hmm. And Charlie closes up his case and walks out of the rain. Also, he mentions, because uh, Charlie Desmond's looking a little cuckoo. He's like, ah, this, this is why we don't do drugs. Yeah, this is why we don't do drugs, people. So I'm like, oh, this is like a different timeline? Like, what's going on? Um, but then also, when Desmond says, um, I know you're from the island. He's like, we're on an island. It, it's England. <laughs> Charlie know England was considered an island. Yeah, it's a, it's a tiny little island. Tiny little island. Um, so then... Uh, it starts to rain, and then we cut to commercial. When we come back from commercial, Desmond is running through like a university. Yeah, like a university lobby, like soaking wet. Well, first, we see just a guy talking to some girl about like some theory, and then saying like, "Ah, oh, now there's a wet man in the yeah, vestibule." Yeah, like the about probabilities or something, and like yeah. how you can and can't predict stuff. He's like, "And see, who would have guessed there'd be a wet Scotsman or a soaking Scotsman mm-hmm. running in our lobby?" So then Desmond kind of like points up and he's like, "Hey, buddy." I need to talk to you now. I need to talk to you now. So that we cut over to them at a pub. They're having pints. And they're um, discussing uh, time travel. The probability of time travel. The probability of time travel. And his friend's like, you okay? He's like, I don't, it's not, it's a it's a Just theory. from a physicist perspective. Yeah, he's like, it's a theory, but it's not actually possible. Yeah, you can't actually practice it. It's not fact. Um, so then Desmond's trying to say like, well, but I remember things. I remember flashes. And he's like, okay, if, if you know so what happens next, yeah, if you know what happens, tell me what happens next. He's like, D- it doesn't work like that. It sounds like convenient. <laughs> yeah. So then, um, the Mom Island Papa song comes on, make your own kind of music. And Desmond's <laughs> like, wait, I know this. And he starts saying like, this is going to happen in the soccer game. And, and then he looks at the soccer game and then nothing happens. Well, he says like, that's going to happen. And then Jimmy... someone's always going to, yeah, come in with a cricket bat and hit the bartender because he owes him money. So then, yeah, he turns to the soccer game, and it doesn't happen. He's like, no, no, so the, yeah, it's they, wrong. They don't score a goal, and then he turns to the door to see if Jimmy's going to walk in. Jimmy doesn't walk and in. like, two girls and a guy. And so his friend's like, right, okay. Good night, Desmond. <laughs> so then uh, he's like, his friend just kind of tells him, he's like, you know what? Just kind of stop messing around. You should marry Penny. Just, yeah, just do like, what you um, wanted to do. Time travel is very unlikely, but so, from what I've heard, so is true love. So stop messing about and ask her to marry you cute um so then we cut back to desmond going back home and penelope's in bed and he gives her a kiss and she's like oh you smell like a pub (laughs) and uh they start talking and then how the um interview went Mm -hmm. he says we both agreed that it wasn't the position for me Mm -hmm. then she says well let's go out to celebrate tomorrow um we'll go to the pier and have lobsters on me celebrate what she's like Escaping a life of misery with working for my father. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't think getting rejected is a misery. What are we celebrating? She goes, that I love you. 
which is adorable. If you said that, I'm like, yeah, you know what? Let's go get lobster. Um, so then... Well, after she says, we're just celebrating that she loves him, mm-hmm. he asks, why? And she's like, what? Why do you love me? Um, and then... And she says, because you're a good man. Because you're a good man. I mean, from what I know, that's hard to find. And he's like, well, your dad's never going to be a great man, so I don't want to be fucking good. <laughs> Um, and immediately when this scene was playing out, I'm like, this is a long flashback. Is this episode, like, the, the fat of this episode literally just going to be... Flashback? Yeah. And it is. Because Desmond, in the next scene, is going ring shopping now. Ring shopping. And he's looking over all these fancy looking rings, and then the, the clerk behind the counter is just kind of like... First time. Yeah, first time. I'm I, like, do I look that in screen? She's like, I can only spot the newcomers. And it looks like she's been in the ring game for a while, so mm-hmm. she she definitely can tell. Um, I wrote down that the ring lady is the Ollivander of rings. <laughs> the ring chooses the wearer. <laughs> the ring chooses the wearer. Um, so she's like, oh, well, or she asks his price range yeah. and he says. That he's not a man of means, but he hopes to be one day. She's like, ah, I know just the one for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's been in the dock for ages. So then she goes over to another shelf and opens it up and then pulls out this ring. She's like, it won't. It's uh, not blinding any queens. Mm-hmm. But it still has the sparkle of life. Like wow, what a what a beautiful that's like that's like candy wrapper quote right there. And it's a cute ring. It's nice. Like I like it. Mm-hmm. It had a yeah a, a good sized diamond on it. I don't usually like those teardrop diamonds, but it was cute. So then Desmond holds the ring. and He's like, I'll take it. And she's like, Give the ring back, Desmond. She's like, No, you won't. He's like, What? This is wrong. You don't buy it. He's like, what are you talking Give about? Give me the ring. How much? And she's like, Give it here. <laughs> Um, so yeah, she says, this is wrong, you don't buy it, and then she's like... You don't buy the ring, you have second thoughts. And he's like, yeah, you you break her heart, and then, like, you must go back to the island, like, like, spells out his entire... You have to push the button. Uh, yeah. And then eventually she just goes, he he says, no, I won't do any of that. Um, and she says, do you like chestnuts? No, we cut to commercial first. Oh, we do cut to commercial. Then we come back, and she goes, I see you're gonna be difficult about this. Do you like chestnuts? Mm Mm-hmm. So they go to get some roasted chestnuts together. Out at like a little stand around the corner. Mm-hmm. And they talk, and then she points out a man's red shoes. He's like, what about it? She's like, I just thought it was a bold-fashioned choice worth noting. Mm-hmm. So red shoe guy is 100% coming back. Yeah. Um. So then they're talking about... Uh, she asks if any of this is any real. Yeah, and he starts telling her that like, this isn't real. You're my subconscious trying to convince me not Mary Penny. I have a concussion. And she's like, nah. Nah, this is, this is happening. <laughs> Somehow. Um, so then... Um, There's the construction little area collapses behind him and then the guy gets crushed. The scaffolding. Mm-hmm, the scaffolding. Mm-hmm. And he says, you knew that was going to happen. She's like, yes. Like, well, why didn't you say anything? Um, she says, the universe unfortunate. Oh, if I told him about the scaffolding, he would have gotten hit by a taxi tomorrow. If I told him about the taxi, he would have tripped in the shower and broke his neck. Um, the universe unfortunately has a way of course correcting mm-hmm. um and she tells him that he's on a path and your path is not to marry penny your path is to go to the island and push the button to go to the island and push the button pushing that button is the only truly great thing he will ever do oof um so he kind of takes that personally and he, he wants to be great but also he doesn't want to push the button mm-hmm. and he leaves or no he said i still want the ring yeah, I can still make my own choices. I'm gonna meet Penny. I can propose, and she's just like, "Okay." Your funeral, buddy. So then yeah, he leaves, and um, he passes on his way over to seeing her. He passes like a military sign up, 
Yes, Mitt says, um, no. Where is it? The yes. poster? Yeah. Become a man you can be proud of. Yes. So, oh boy, he's going to go sign up. But he doesn't. He just walks past. For now. For now. <laughs> and um, so then he's on his date with Penny. They're at the pier. And there's a guy taking photos. He's like, hey, why don't you guys take a photo? And he's like, no, we're fine. And then he goes, for the grandkids. And Penny's like, oh, come on, for all those grandkids. Yeah. So he's like, okay, fine. So then the photo, the photographer starts pulling backdrops down. He's like, what about the desert? Penny's like, absolutely not. And then he's like, what about the Alps? And Desmond's like, I really like the Alps. And she's like, mm, I the Alps. no. So he's like, she, the photographer's like, ah, oh, I got the one. Pulls down the marina. And she's like, yeah, that one. And I'm like, wow. We know that backdrop. Fitting. So then he takes the photo, and then... How did it print so fast is my question. It, it was, looked like one of those like Polaroid printers where it just like shoots out the side. It was a big one. Yeah. It was a regular size picture. It looked like he pulled out like this size, but then Desmond was holding. Unless there was like a little like scanner photo printer next to it or something yeah. like that. Randy had one of those. Um, so he's like, five quid. And then Desmond kind of was like, oof. Um, and Penny's just like, here you go, love. And yeah, she pays, and then he starts to look guilty as he's like looking at the photo. Mm-hmm. And then he looks at her and he says, I can't do this. Yeah. And she's like, what do you mean? It's like, us, this relationship. This, this relationship. She's like, um, excuse me? And talks about how she doesn't deserve... Or he can't support her. He can't even afford five quid for a sodding photograph. Mm-hmm. And she tr- tries to tell him that, like, that love is not about... Um, Take, like, care, taking care. She's like, you left. He says, like, you moved into my small flat, gave up your expensive one. Why'd you do that? And she's like, don't. Rewrite history if we're gonna do this. You were too proud to live there. Mm-hmm. So I moved in with you at a cheaper like rate, mm-hmm. and then um, saying like you don't need to take care of me, Desmond. It's not that's not what love is about. Like I chose you because I love you. He said love's not enough. Being a good man isn't enough. Mm-hmm. So then he... she says, um, if you're doing this, don't make it about what I deserve. I know what I deserve. Admit that you're doing this because you are a coward. Coward. And then she walks away. Crying. And then after a commercial break, we have Desmond walks into a bar. Um, and then I did... No, he throws the ring away first. Oh, you're right. He, he says, we're not supposed to be together. And then he throws the ring into the water. Into the, the harbor. Yeah. Or the whatever. Marina. Um, and then he walks into a bar that night. And he's looking over all the bottles. And he notices that uh, McCutcheon. McCutcheon up there on the shelf. And the bartender asks him what it'll be. And he says, it's just the cheapest. A pint of your cheapest. Yeah, a pint of your cheapest. Which I always hate in shows when like someone's just like, oh, give me a beer. Like, that's not what you do when you go to a bar to order a drink. He's but, not feeling good. But if you're going to say, just give me the cheapest beer you have, that's that's different. Because yeah. you're asking for something more specific rather than, oh, beer. Oh, beer. And they just give you a Miller Light. What if you're like, no, 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 Bud Light. Like, spe- Get out of my bar. Specify. Um, so then uh, he's sitting there at the bar and he looks over at the soccer match and he's like, or uh, first, the song plays again. The song plays again. The make your own, make your own kind of music. And then he looks over at the soccer match and he's like, "Wait a second, hold on." And he looks up and the they score. The score changes how he says it was going to the night before. Mm-hmm. And then the the whole bar like cheers because they're all watching like, the soccer match. I got it right. I, I just got the wrong night. I got the wrong night. I was off by night. I can still change things. And then Jimmy walks in with his uh, cricket bat and he's well, first. Well. He, Jimmy walks in, Will Desmond's walking out, like, I can still change things, all hopeful. Mm-hmm. And that's when Jimmy walks in. He's like, Jimmy. And he's holding the cricket bat, and he's pointed at the bartender. He's like, you still Where's owe me. Money? 
and then Desmond tells the bartender duck, and then he sw- he swings. And since the bartender ducks, Desmond gets hit. Yeah, Desmond gets clocked. He like sees white, and then we see more flashes again. And then he wakes up in the jungle. He wakes up naked in the jungle, and then he's looking through all like the wreckage as he's kind of like coming to like. Oh, forgot. Um, in the bar, he says that he's celebrating, and the guy says, "What?" And he's like, "I'm pretty sure I've just made the biggest mistake of my life, and I'm pretty sure I made it again. Oh. I just made it again." A second time. Mm-hmm. Um, the bartender says, well, that's what we call deja vu. He's like, yeah, I'm not the first person to tell me that today. Yes. Um, so then after he gets bonked and he wakes back up in the jungle, he's looking through all the wreckage and he finds his photograph. Mm-hmm. And he looks down and at it and starts crying and he's just Please pleading. Please let me go back. Please let me go back. Let me go back one more time. I'll do it right. I'll do it right this time. I promise. Um, and he starts just apologizing to Penny. And then we get... Back to that Desmond and Charlie scene. The same scene plays out. Um, but the music is now different. It's more sad. Because mm-hmm. we now have the context of... Charlie falls in the coward again. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, that's not... that's He's triggered by that. Yeah, a little bit of PTSD. Um, so, this, yeah, the same thing. He tries to strangle you. Strangle him. Hurley gets him off. And... Um, then I think Charlie's Charlie's like let's get him back to his tent yeah he's like oh oh, he's just drunk Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah he starts carrying him to the tent and then no help from Hurley no help from Hurley Desmond's like I'm sorry I tried to strangle you (laughs) and uh, Charlie says fair play mate (laughs) Um, so that uh, he he lays him down in his bed and Desmond's like uh, kind of awake falling asleep drunk so when Charlie says, you are going to tell me, you know. You're going to tell me how you knew about, about Claire. Claire. How you knew to save Claire. And then Dustin doesn't says, I wasn't saving Claire. What? I was saving you. So he said, that lightning rod? Or uh, uh, you were supposed to... Yeah, you, were... you saw Claire drowning, so you jumped in after her. And you drowned trying to save her. And Charlie's like, I didn't drown. He's like, you were going to. You were going to. And then with the... Well, you drowned. You were electrocuted with the with the like when the lightning hit the roof. You were electrocuted. He said, "So I saved your life two times now, but I can't keep doing this because I don't know." The what's... universe has a way of course correcting, mm-hmm. and I can't stop it forever. So he says, "Charlie, you're going to die. You're going to die." And that's lost cliffhanger. What a great ending to that episode. Oh, so what do you think? What's going to happen? How does Charlie die? Because I feel like Charlie's going to die now. Like, it's a guarantee. I mean, obviously, you know. My so secret, secret. Your secret secrets are no fun. <laughs> uh, I will say my cross stitch felt very relevant. Oh, really? Um, I have a theory. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. I feel like this is Charlie's last season. Really? Yes. And again, I could be wrong. But somehow, Lord just of the Rings coming up? no that the uh, the filming of Lord of the Rings was done oh. by the time the show. Uh, so in the beginning of like season one, he was probably filming Return of the King. Okay, because all three of those movies were filmed chronologically. Oh yeah. Um, so maybe he was doing like reshoots or something like that. So he was free up. Um, so then, why do you feel like this is his last season? I don't know. Expensive just actor. Well, expect uh, expensive actor and the fact that. Um, just the, the setting up of, oh, you're going to die, Charlie, seems like a season setup. Uh, not a, not a long-term a setup. series setup. Y- yeah, like a, oh, we have a definitive path for Charlie, since we're talking about Desmond's path, here's Charlie's path. 
intertwined. Um, so yeah, I, I think he's probably going to be... Nearing his expiration date. Yeah, if not in this season, in like the end of this, like the finale or something. So I guess we'll have to wait and find out until the next one. Um, until then, you can find us on Twitter, at Galaxy Couch Pod, discuss the show with us, check out Danielle's cross stitches, and... Probably decide what to do for season three besides the one that I'm working on. Yeah, and maybe any of your questions could end up on the show to be discussed. Yes. So, until next time, I'm Bran. I'm Danielle. Keep it cosmic. Mm-hmm.